Welcome back to the Home Ice Advantage podcast. So, as I'm sure you've become accustomed to at this point, um, the podcast is going to be a bit weird this time. Wesley can't make it, and we're already behind, so I'm going to record one of the solo pods that we've always talked about doing. And, yeah, I mean, we're going to have fun. You're just going to get to listen to me, so... Yay, hopefully? I don't know. But let's get into this one. Um, We got two games to talk about because of, you know, NHL COVID times. And I'll touch on that part later. So the first game we're going to talk about is Montreal, um, which was at home on December 30th. And for those who don't know, uh, Montreal... I mean, I think they have like 16 or 17 players on uh, the scratch list, which is, you know, that that's your roster. So we were basically playing an ECHL team, which, I mean, they had played earlier that week against Tampa, and I'm fairly sure that they had won. Uh, so I was going into this game not feeling great. Uh, for no other reason than just the hockey gods or some of the meanest people you will ever meet. Ask Toronto fans. Like, as, as cool as the David Ayer stories is, imagine you were a Toronto fan. The hockey gods did that to them. So I did not feel great about this game. We hadn't played a game in, like, two or three weeks. We hadn't really practiced. Most of our players had just gotten off the protocol list. Things weren't doing great. So I was really, really worried about this game. And we went into it, and the first 10 minutes of the game, I knew I was right. Montreal, like, three shots on goal. We had one. I was like, oh, geez, this is it. This is, huh, this is when it's all going to fall apart, isn't it? Because, you know, I'm a Hurricanes fan, and we can be as good as we want. There was always going to be some small part of my brain. And, you know, it was, like, 10 minutes in the game. It's not that we'd been playing poorly, but, you know, we hadn't played hockey for a while. So there was a lot of, like, miscommunications, passes that didn't seem to work out. Uh, Everyone just seemed a little bit of a step behind. And I was not feeling great about it. Uh, Auntie Ranta started the show. Uh, Well, yeah, he started the show. That's, That's a fine way to put it, actually. He was the starting goaltender because, at this point, Freddie Anderson was still in COVID protocol early in the day. So the CDC had just changed their guidelines from 10 days to 5 days. And right before the game, well, I guess like most for puck drop, the decision was made that Anderson would be the backup goaltender for that game off the COVID protocol and that Alex Lyon would just be the e-bug in case anyone needed him that night and then we were going to send him back to Chicago. So Ronta started the game. And... Again, didn't feel great about it until 10 minutes and 46 seconds in, uh, Nino Niederreiter decides, thanks to Kakanyemi, which, you know, helps me, uh, to the beautiful goal, beautiful goal, uh, which a lot of, a lot of stress fell away, I'm not gonna lie. So, I don't know how much I believe in the, you need the force goal thing anymore, which we'll talk about more of later, but I feel like that's just like, an old hockey take, an old media thing, which we talk about a lot. Um, 
I mean, it would be nice, don't get me wrong. Like, you should try to get the fourth goal. But if you don't get the fourth goal, it is what it is. But when we got the fourth goal, after a terrible fourth 10 minutes, I was like, yes, we got this. Everything's going to be amazing. This is going to be great. And then, like, three minutes later, Teravainen scores. And now it's 2 nothing. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And then, you know, the, the period ends, and I'm like, okay, well, if we can just not be terrible again... You know, the game's ours. Let's get our two points. Let's call it a night. Have a couple storm brews. Have a fun time. And I, I expected Montreal to get a goal or two goals, you know, like make it a game. Because, you know, ECHL players are still good at hockey. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, they're no, they're no NHL players. No offense. But they're not, you know, they're going to be better at hockey than you or I. So you think they'd be able to tap something in. No one's played hockey in a while. Like, you know, fluke goals happen. But nope. Uh, so Terrifying would score again shortly into the second period. And then Jarvis got, was it a power play goal? An empty net goal? Uh, I want to say it was a power play goal. But Jarvis scored again, ending his drought, which was nice. And Ronta picks up his first shutout as a Hurricane. And I the first shutout of the year, which is dope. Uh, but... Uh, I don't really have anything on the Montreal game. Like, it just kind of... Listen, it was an ECHL team. We should have won. I was scared we won it, but we did. So it's whatever. And then we move a couple days forward. And we're in Columbus on the on New Year's Day. And I honestly felt great going into this game. Um, I, I don't know why I did, but I just did. And, you know, everything was doing sweet. Everything was going well. I assumed we would pick up two points and get out of Dodge and come back home. And then we probably had our worst first period as a team all season. Um, I don't want to relive it, but, like, I was at home watching the game. We got scored on once. I was like, ugh. It, it, okay. You know what? It, you know, first goals don't matter. I literally just said that. Four goals don't matter. It's whatever. And then, like, six minutes after that, they make it 2 nothing. I'm like, well, that that's unfortunate. But, you know, you know, with the Carolina Hurricanes, guys. Have you seen our coach, Rod Brindamore? God, Tom Dunton is turtlenecks undefeated. This championship team squad is. We'll, we'll, we'll get this. We'll get this. We'll get this. And then, like, six minutes after that, it was literally, like, every six minutes they were putting it in the net. They score again to make it 3-0. And I, I, going into the fourth intermission, I was like, this is, this is a rough one. This is exactly what I thought the game against Montreal was going to be, is that we're not back in it yet, and we're going to lose the game we should win, and it's going to freaking suck. But, you know, I'm a hockey fan, so I sit through. And it's, it's actually funny because Wesley hadn't been able to watch the game. I believe he had some family thing with his in-laws. And, you know, once again, shortly in, well, I guess it was like halfway through the second period, Columbus makes it 4-0. And when I tell you, I, I was done. I was like, okay, well, I've seen this show before. And, you know, I've been a Hurricanes fan for a long time. And... I know this show. I can quote it. it. I'm just not here for it again. And 
I literally I go to the kitchen and I start doing dishes. That's that's how done I am with this game. And then I look down on my phone to see Wesley say. He literally texted to our family has like this hockey group chat. And he texted to our group chat. I literally turned on to see them score. And I run back to the living room like, oh my god. Steven Lorenz scored. Oh my god. Okay, well, I mean, it's 4-1. Like, we're, we're over halfway through the game at this point. This, if we come back from this one, it's going to be great. Let's just let's see, let's see if we can get a point out of this. Go home. Look our wounds. We'll we'll come back next time. And then like five minutes after that, Brady Shea scores. And I was like, okay, okay, you know what? Two points in the second, two points in the third. We take our point, we go home. It is what it is. <sighs> it is it's just it is it's just gonna be what it is. And we go into the second intermission, and I'm I'm back watching the game at this point, and I'm just kinda like, okay, you know, less practical things have happened. Like, you know. Hockey's a stupid sport. We could, like, totally come back from this. All we need is a bounce here or a bounce there, a bad goal. Like, I'm all here for bad goals in, the for, in our favor. And then six minutes into the second, I'm sorry, the third, Brady Shea does it again. And then four minutes after that, Nieder, Niederreiter does it. And then 16 seconds after that, Ethan Bear does it. And then a minute after that, Stephen Lawrence scores again. And it, oh, it's Guys, you know how hard it is to come back from a 4 nothing lead? As a franchise, we've only ever done it one time. As a franchise. So that's dating back to like 1979 Hartford Railers. We've only ever done it one time. And I believe it was like 80, 1980 is the last time we did it. And we did it. We, we actually came back and beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 7-4. to four. And... Perhaps my favorite part of this game is that neither team's goalie that started the game stayed in the game. So on our end, Ronta got pulled after the first period, which makes a lot of sense. I get it. You're trying to give energy to your guys. Plus, I mean, Ronta just allowed three unanswered. So yeah, let's go ahead and throw Anderson and see what happens. And then I don't remember the starting net minder for Columbus, but he... I guess he tweaked something. So he had to get out too. And then Elvis Morsleykin came in and finished the game for him. And that's just... I like I like stupid stories like that. Um, it is incredible. You know, a lot, a lot gets talked about, about like Rod's coaching and, the, you, you know, you just never give up. You're always in the game until it's over. And, you know, you're, you're always trying to get one more. You're, you know, some of it... And we've talked about this before. Some people just like to stroke Rod Brindamore's ego, let's say. And don't get me wrong. I mean, in Rod, we trust Rod Brindamore until the end of time. When he eventually steps down as head coach, I will be very, very sad and unconsolable. But Rod Brindamore isn't a hockey god. He's just very, very good at our sport. So... How impressive is it that this team that has played one game up until this point in like a month gets down 4-0 and climbs back with seven unanswered goals? Like, and the most impressive part about it to me is that Aho didn't appear on the score sheet. And I don't think Tara Vinen did either. Trocek didn't. Well, I think Trocek had an assist, but... 
Like, it wasn't our top lines producing these points. Steven Lorenz had two. Brady Shea had two. That's dope. Ethan Barrow ended a long, and I mean long, drought. Andre Svechnikov also ended a drought. Like, it was just an all-around good game, which made me a little, I don't want to say upset, but a little, little pissy that we weren't able to play Toronto. Because honestly... Through most of this, like, I'm just ready for hockey, guys. Um, Like, I'm clearly a fan of this sport. I don't know if you've noticed by the hockey podcast I horsed with my brother. But I'm a big fan of this sport. And I, I understand, like, the health implications and the economic implications and all of it. I get it. We've talked about it many times before. It's why we're not going to the Olympics, so, can we play hockey, please? Um, I would have loved to see that Toronto game. Um, apparently, David Ayers was supposed to be at that game. So, you know. This is actually an interesting fact. David Ayers sounding the horn. Well, like, one and two. When he, when he does the siren at the beginning of a period, we normally lose those games. Which I think is funny. But that's neither here nor there. But, I, you know... Wesley's normally one that summarizes these games. So, honestly, I, I'm sure I'm rambling, and I apologize. So, we'll move on to something else. Um, at this point, there's a lot of COVID stuff we can talk about, like the taxi squad and uh, players being assigned to it, some players being sent back to Chicago. There's a lot to dig in on that. But, honestly, I'd prefer to have that conversation with Wesley, so uh, we'll see when we can get that one put together. But I do want to update everyone on the Dark Horse bets for this season. Um, this will be the last time that we can update on this for a little bit, just because uh, Dougie Hamilton is currently injured. So our basic standing rule is that we will not update. Um, well, we can't update that one, why a player is injured, just because I don't think it's fair or Wesley doesn't either. You shouldn't have a bet on a player who's currently, you know, out. So that was weird. So I'll update you on both of them, uh, but this will be last time for a little bit. The first one is going to be Kakanyemi. So my dark horse bet for the year was that Kakanyemi would have 55 points this season, which I mean has been okay. Has been okay. Let's uh it's definitely gotten better since he started playing forward. He's still not there really. So he has 15 points in 31 games, which is not so much on pace for what I need him to be, but, you know, we're working on it. Like, he's currently on pace for a little under 40 goals, which is not great, I will not lie. But, you know, it's in the past, like, six games, he's he's been great. Um, so I still have faith he can recover. And I'm just going to kind of roll with it for a little bit because I need to, because you can't change the bet. And just as a little update, because I so much enjoy rubbing it in Montreal's face, is that if Kakanyemi was still in Montreal, he would be in third place for total points on the team. So, yeah. Uh, But we'll update you on the next one, which was Wesley's bet, which was Tony D'Angelo would have more points this season than Dougie Hamilton. At the current standing, Dougie Hamilton has played 30 games. He has 7 goals, 13 assists for a total of 20 points. 
The one and only Tony D'Angelo has played 24 games with five goals and 17 assists for a total of 22 points. So Tony is still leading by two. And it was interesting because during those COVID games, Wesley was like, oh, I really need these games. We can't be given Dougie an opportunity to catch up. And uh, it appears he held his lead. I mean, six less games, still two points. So that's always nice for Wesley, I guess. He's going to be getting himself a nice jersey. But I digress. So I'm not going to do an alarm around the league either. There is some news to talk about, actually. No, 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 no. I just, yeah, I don't want this to go on forever, just me talking. I'm going to be honest. It, uh, it feels weird. So we'll figure out if anyone even likes this episode. But uh, we'll go ahead and do a preview for the next two games, which will both be at home, a back-to-back Friday and Saturday. Forcefully being against the Calgary frame, Flames, excuse me, and then uh, against Florida on Saturday, January 8th and 7th, or 7th and 8th. How do you say that? Doesn't matter. So starting off with Calgary, who have had a more than decent season with a 17-9-6 record through 32 games. You know, they're going through their own problems at the moment of their home stadium and maybe not having it going forward. But, you know, we're not doing it around the league, so don't worry about it. Um, here's the thing about Calgary. Is they have been good this year, and they have scored, and, you know, that's not something... They have been good this year, and, you know, it's, the Panthers have also been stupid good at, like, I, I think they're above 700 in their win percentage, which, you know... I mean, there's to be fair. There's a fair amount. There's like six or seven teams with above with above seven hundred. All of them in the East because you know, the West is quite trash. But uh, Florida has made a name for themselves since last season, and I think have proven even without Joe Crenville that they were a good hockey team and they were forced to be reckoned with. They also have the second highest goal differential in the league, only trailing one team. So uh, Florida has 31 uh, goal differential in their favor, obviously. And then we have 40, which is, you know, just amazing. And here's where I think things could work in our favor for these two back-to-backs. Now, back-to-backs are never fun. And it sucks when you have a back-to-back against two, like, relatively good teams. Uh, especially when you're playing the hardest of the two on the second day. Like, a back-to-back where you play Florida the second game is just brutal. There's no way about it. But in the last ten games, neither team has been, I mean, spectacular. Uh, Florida is 6-4, and four, which, you know, is not terrible at all. But it's, you know, we're 8 and 2. Pittsburgh, I think, has run 10 in a row. Like, there's tougher streaks to go against. And then with Calgary, they're 4 and 5 in the past 10, or sorry, 4 and 6 in the past 10. Math, hard. Uh, And they're on like a 3 4 game losing streak. So, neither team is doing swell. But. If you want to dive into some hockey god madness really quick, that also means they'll both do. 
Uh, <laughs> and Florida is rested, guys. Like, they, they had a very long COVID pause. We, they were actually shut down. So the, the Hurricanes were never actually shut down. It's just, as it turns out, a bunch of our opponents were. Florida was actually shut down. Like, they had to shut their practice facilities. All their players were rested. And Calgary was also shut down. In fact, Calgary had the worst outbreak in the league. So those players are rested, which can turn into a very problematic weekend. But I digress. Um, we're going to figure out this schedule for the podcast sometime soon. We're going to figure out how to do this. It, it, was, it was doing great through the summer, and then the season started, and that's when everything just hit the fan. Knowing the NHL, I guess we're matching the vibe. Um, either way, we appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. That's where we share new episodes and give all of our bad takes before the podcast comes out. It's also the best way to shoot us a question or to tell us how bad our takes are. It doesn't matter. We'll reply. We'll talk shit. Uh, but we'll see you guys next time. Uh, don't forget to share this episode, please, or share fellow podcast episodes because some of them are really good. Appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Home Ice Advantage podcast. As always, we very much appreciate it. Please follow and share with your friends. Send it to your Aunt Betty. Knock on your neighbor's door. Email it to a teacher, your boss. Who cares? Just make sure you share it. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time.